Well, hello, church family. We are in part two, or actually, I guess cumulatively, this would be part five. We're studying through Exodus chapter 20, but part two for this week. Um, we were going through the horizontal relationships between how Israel's will treat one another. The first four commandments, as we talked about, were the, these were the commandments that focus primarily on your relationship with God. So you should have no other God before me. Uh, God has a, uh, a right for exclusive worship. And then we talked about how God has a, has a right for exclusive representation and that uh, you should not may have you should not make any graven image because um, you know when people try to make an image that it looks like God is often misrepresented. Uh, then we talked about how God's right have a pure reputation. This is how uh, you're not allowed to use God's name in vain. Um, and we talked about how more than just uh, just using instead of just using God's name as swear word, though that's part of it, it's more than that. It goes beyond something that's seemingly trivial, but it's more like if you claim to be a follower of God, and the way that you live is contrary to that, which means you're ascribing to God what actually doesn't belong to Him. That's how you uh, blaspheme the name of God. And then um, <coughs> the fourth commandment is that you have a that God has a right for weekly devotion. Um, that there, you honor the Sabbath because that's part of uh, being built into creation and that um, when you uh, rest on that seventh, on the, on the last day, it's supposed to be a way for you to show that you're independent of the Lord, that God is sovereign over all things and that you will trust Him. And this was actually even before that, you know, with the, um, uh, when, when Israel, the manna, they were supposed to only gather for six days and the seventh day they were supposed to rest. That's the same idea here, same concept here that's, uh, that's kind of now codified in the Ten Commandments. This past Monday we talked about how um, now in terms of horizontal relationships about how parents have the right uh, to be honored or respected. Uh, and we had this little relatively lengthy discussion how kids need to honor uh, not just honor but they need to submit to their parents and I made a little discussion, small discussion about the difference between submitting and honoring, whereas submitting is something that you only do when you're in the household. Honoring is something that you do um, even after you leave the household. Then we talk about how the neighbor's right to life and you shall not murder. And, uh, and murder implies this uh, intent of wanting to take someone's life. And then how this transferred to the New Testament believers is that Jesus said if you even were unjustly angry with someone in your own heart, that's considered murder. Um, and that's enough for you to go to hell for it. Now we're going to look at two more. We're going to look at the, the commandment where it said, you shall not commit adultery and you shall not steal. So that's the seventh commandment, is that you shall not commit adultery. Now this is actually a very interesting passage because these things, especially this one, this is about a covenant relationship within a covenant relationship with God. You, you call yourself follower of God, then in the context of your marriage, your your family unit has to be devoted to the Lord. And that's that family unit is in context of the entire nation of Israel. So they're supposed to be this faithful marriage inside uh, inside a covenant nation that will protect their covenant relationship in light of a covenant relationship that's beyond them, which is with the Lord. And a neighbor has a right to faithful marriage. Adultery is is, is a sin. It's a, it's, a, it's a sin because it's so high, this commandment is so highlight the sanctity of marriage. And understand that when they talk about um, sanctity of marriage, it's not just for those inside the marriage, it's also for those outside the marriage. So meaning like, if there was a married couple and there's someone on the outside that wants to be part of that relationship, meaning like they're flirting with one of the spouse or 
they're and this could be a single person or a married person. They look at them. They want then they then they want to uh, you know uh, cause their relationship to fracture. However that mean however that looks like whether you you know, speak with them in turn uh, and you know try to start an adulterous relationship, whatever it may be. Uh, you're trying the goal is, is usually trying to break that covenant marriage, and that's and God is against that. God hates uh, divorce, and oftentimes divorce comes when people live. In, uh, in sin, and if they're married, uh, they need to stick, they have to keep with it, they have to keep this day as they are. Lust is the, uh, is the standard here. It's, it's not just like the fact that you, um, you know, break a marriage in terms of physically committing adultery, but Jesus in the New Testament said if you commit even, <coughs> if you just look upon someone with lust, that's considered adultery in your heart. So there's a purity that God expects from His people that, they, that everyone there needs to be faithful in their marriage, um, and the and the idea is that you don't co corrode the marriage, uh, the the marriage both from within the uh, covenant relationship, those are married, and those outside, maybe like friends and uh, other uh, relatives outside of the marriage home. They're not supposed to try to interfere with that. Uh, you don't flirt with each other, you don't lust after the other person. And you know, this is a principle that applies even in the New Testament. Uh, Hebrews chapter 13, uh, verse 4 says, Marriage is to be held in honor among all, and the marriage bed is to be undefiled. For fornicators and adulterers, God will judge. And you know, God hates adultery, God hates people that have an affair because it's a reflection of, uh, of how much they don't care about God's order of a family. Uh, and, and which in turn really just relationship with Him. We're all supposed to have a, have a relationship with the Lord and when we idolize or um, you know, worship other gods, that's oftentimes the, the Lord calls that as adultery. In a marriage unit, it's supposed to be a picture of that. Right? In the New Testament, we see that marriage is supposed to be between a man and a woman, and that's actually how you honor it, that you define it by the biblical terms, which is man and woman uh, together, uh, just one of them, not a polygamous marriage, for a lifetime. Uh, until whenever that person uh, dies, or one of the spouses dies. And after that, they're free to remarry if they like, or stay single. Um, but that's the standard, and God wants us to keep that standard because it's, it's, it's supposed to show you that it's a relationship between Christ and the church, right? Christ and the church, as they're faithful to one another, they're, they're devoted to each other. Uh, Christ is not the unfaithful one. The church can be unfaithful at times, but that's not okay. It just shows the frailty and the sinfulness of our, you know, of our depravity. But uh, marriage should be held in high honor. So that's the, sixth, the seventh commandment, is that neighbors have a right to a faithful marriage. And then it goes to the next commandment. Uh, it goes to the neighbor's right to ownership, and that is the eighth commandment, you shall not steal. And this is, you know, you have to protect other people's property. Again, much like the other standard in terms of um, not just the individual, but those outside of it too. Like you can't condone people stealing other things. Uh, you can't just say like, "Oh, I'm gonna turn a blind eye to when you know someone's stealing something, so, something that doesn't belong to them." Uh, so the person committing the the, the theft, they're called to um, not do those things. Um, and besides, God is the one who decides who gets what. Um, God is the one who blesses them. This is what Deuteronomy eight says that. When people enter into the land of Israel, all the stuff that they have ultimately belongs to the Lord. And when someone tries to take it, uh, they're saying that, uh, well, I, I decide, I don't think that God's uh, giving of this gift to this person is worth it, so I'm going to take it from them. God decides who gets what. And stealing is to say that you essentially either want more or you don't want other people to have it. 
Um, you know, that's why, uh, I don't know if you've ever been robbed and or like in your home or your car, especially those that have ever been broken into and like lost their things. There's a common phrase that you hear from people, and that's that they feel violated. And it is, right? There's a vulnerability there. They go into your home, they take your stuff, they've seen all your, what's inside your home, things that, that the other people shouldn't be able to see. Uh, and and they, they're taking it, you know, and that's something that is very traumatizing for people, <clears throat> especially if you've gone through it. Uh, <clears throat> and that's something that's, uh, you know, God wants his people to be protected from. He doesn't want God's people to feel violated when they lose their stuff. This isn't to say that you idolize their, your things, which is the idea that you shouldn't be stealing from other people. God gives you power to make wealth and to help others, and you cannot take from other people. Now, there's different ways in which we steal, and perhaps for some of you, you may not be thinking about stealing tangible, like, objects from people. But for some of you, you might be stealing from your employer <clears throat> in terms of how you use your time. Uh, what I mean by that, when you're working and you're supposed to be, you know, doing your work, but instead of doing that, you're, you're playing games at work or you're on Facebook or whatever, you're essentially stealing from your employer. You know, thinking, especially nowadays when we're, you know, we're on smartphones, uh, it's so easy and it's very tempting for us to, to, do, to, to, not do, to not use the time that we're supposed to do for work. And that's stealing from your employer. Um, I, I know nowadays there's a lot more streaming services like for music, but I remember when I was younger there was a, you know, it was illegal to download music. You know, I remember friends saying that, well, it's, what's the point of downloading music? It's no different than watching on YouTube. It's like, you know, if you have to purchase it, then you should purchase it. You know, like, don't, stop, don't download music illegally. Um, it doesn't belong to you, and they don't get revenue for it, so that's stealing from them, and uh, you need to repent of it. Um, and you can justify all you want about what you think, uh, well, what's the difference between, like, streaming it versus buying it? Well, it's like one of them is both, I mean, there's legal venues for it, but you just can't do things illegally. So whatever that looks like in your life, just you want to make sure that you honor the Lord in private. And, it's, and again, stealing doesn't necessarily have to be some physical thing, but it's just something that is, especially when people don't see it. In our digital age, we can steal in different ways. So, uh, you know, God commands us to not steal. And that's the same thing in the New Testament as well. I think it was in Ephesians, says that if you, you know, those who are stealing needs to repent of stealing and work hard and to give to other people. You need to, uh, the solution of stealing isn't to stop stealing, but it's to work so that you can give to other people so that you can share and you can care for those around you. Because stealing is always self-centered. Uh, the repentance aspect is the other way when you're other-centered, when you point, point um, your, when you have to other people so that other people can be blessed by the material gains. So that's what we learned today in terms of uh, our neighbor's right to a faithful marriage, which is thou shalt not commit adultery, and then a neighbor's right to a to ownership, which is thou shalt not steal. And we're going to end this Friday with the last two, which is the neighbor's right to a right reputation, and lastly uh, the labor uh, neighbor's right to this um, is just the, their own things that you're not you're not supposed to covet after them. I hope that this is helpful. Take care and have a good day.